0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: I saw a good comparison that he's like half artist, half warrior. I think that's a good way to describe him because um he is quite creative when he gets on the ball and but he's still a warrior off it. And that's the archetype of player we really seem to be going for. Players who work hard, who still create with the ball, who like I think with Cruz, Modric, or even the Spanish football archetype for a decade, we started seeing technical players as these players who have to dominate without running, but that doesn't have to be the case. Bellingham is showing us you can run a lot and still dominate. Um It's it's just cool. Cause I, again, I'm really used to the technical players dominating without defending, without putting in that gritty work. I think Cruz embodies this really well. He's not someone who has ever had to make things look hard. He's always made it look easy. Um, Bellingham, it's not like elegant all the time. I think that's what's cool about Bellingham's dominance, but it's very industrious. It's very grifty. Um, I think football is moving in this direction to a lot of dominant players. They can win the duel and they can still go and play the Travella pass in the final third. Um, it's it's just a different tier of player. I think players that could make it before with just Bellingham skill on one side of the ball, now you need both um, our other players are like this too. You have Chua Mene, who's like really dominant on the ball and he contributes in other phases. Camavinga is very good carrying the ball. Fede as well, as we've talked about, is good on and off the ball. Um, Bellingham is just the most extreme because like his Travella assist is not something you would expect from someone who's also a hardworking defender. Um, and he's not a winger. He He carries the ball really fast for someone who's not a winger, but he's not a winger either. So it's not like, He's gonna take it past three four defenders as a wide outlet, but he offers more of that. It's a weird archetype. We haven't seen this before. Um, I don't I can't think of too many like him. If I had to like
0: build a prototypical figure to like explain what is who is the perfect modern footballer. It's kind of him man. like I don't for for this day and age, what is required to succeed as a footballer, And also take that to another level, to ascension of superstardom. He's it. Like, he's got everything, he's got the complete package. It's so hard to find such a well rounded footballer like him. Like, we have the two way combative midfielders in our team, but none of them can score and create quite the way Jude can. Um, Like, what is his weakness? Serious question. He's got an aerial game. He's got playmaking. He's got work rate. Defense. Uh, he has a natural understanding of the game and positional play. He's selfless. Um I I like what what is his weakness?
1: I the only thing I'd say is he's just more and I'm not sure if you can if it's if you can transcend his weakness. If you were to nitpick though, he doesn't control the game the way Pedri does. His, he's more a De Bruyne, Zidane mold of midfielder, which I think there is a... Pedri is unique, though, because he's that very rare midfielder who's very good creating in the box, who also slows the game down around him. But Pedri is just one of one. I, maybe Iniesta did that. And if you look at all the midfielders who could create like Jude, um, none of them could necessarily control games. I would just say that's the only thing you could argue. Like there are times when he's dribbling... When you would think maybe Iniesta or Pedri would slow the game down when he chooses to be more aggressive with it, and that's something maybe he gets better at over the course of his career. I think though that's he's definitely missing that control element that um you could say Modric has. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure on that one. Do you think he's just that not, not the archetype of midfielder who needs to slow games down? The thing is like, um, I
0: suppose like if you put it that way, the, his weakness would be like he's not. He doesn't have the passing ability of tony cruz for example uh i would say like his passing is more like kevin de bruyne like someone who is going to who's going to attempt a high volume of difficult passes and for that reason the passing accuracy will not be as high like kdb's passing stats are generally pretty like his passing accuracy is pretty low for that reason but like, do you consider that as a weakness or it's just someone who just slings so many vertical passes, high degree of difficulty that naturally it's just going to be, you know, it's not going to be like a control or slower tempo player like a Xavi or a Cruz who will have a different kind of passing accuracy. I, like as opposed to you put it that way, it's a weakness, but um, like it's not, it's also not that bad either. Like it's not, that's why I'm struggling to find a weakness. I think Pedri is a brilliant player. I don't want to discredit him. Uh, I think he's probably not as great of a playmaker as Jude um, and probably is not as great defensively either. So, um, you know, anyways, I guess the, the point is, like, even if he does have weaknesses, which every footballer ultimately does, it's not that glaring to me.
1: Yeah, no, De Bruyne is a perfect comp. He's a perfect comp. Um, he, he can't slow the game down, but I'm not even sure if you qualify that as a weakness. Um, and yeah, that's why you could say there's no weakness. If you go beyond that, um, it's really how, how much can you create and how little can you give the ball away becomes the question there. You start comparing him to more wingers. Um, but yeah, it is pretty close to perfect and it's not, it's just not as, um, stylistically stunning maybe as even de Bruyne. i i mean at points it is but Subjective. he's very much a machine he, he he's a machine Jude. um yeah. he's a modern machine is di stefano a good comparison probably it's, it's not bad uh just
0: in the sense that he could do everything di stefano was probably more well rounded in that di stefano was also dropping in our own box to clear headers like <laughs> bellingham will never do that unless it's a set piece or some shit but uh d is probably the most unique player in football history for that reason but you know what the thing is like just listen listen to us what we're saying right now like we're ta- we're, we're we're trying to find weaknesses and we're we're asking if d is a good comparison that kind of tells you what what kind of player we have on our hands here and uh you know i've i've fallen in the trap many times before of getting ahead of myself or overhyping a player but this one is really hard to kind of downplay. He's, he's a special, special, special player. And said so many times in the past before we signed him that he would be a luxury signing because we have so many great midfielders. And I totally changed my opinion on, on that now now that I've seen him play. For Real Madrid, it's like this guy was. I can't imagine passing up on him, no matter how many midfielders we had. Um, all right. Wuska, does that answer your question?
2: Yeah, it answers that question and thanks a lot for your time. And yeah, thanks to many more from
0: Jude. Awesome. Thank you, man. It was great having you on the call. Stick around, hopefully, for the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Adi. Adi, are you there?
2: Hey, can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can. What's up?
2: Hey, um, I have a couple of questions. Um, so the first one is about Rodrigo. Um, he's been struggling a bit this season and um, I personally feel that it's because he's still not acclimatized to the new system that we are playing and um, he's the one who's expected to change the most amongst our forwards to suit the system. Like, Vinny still gets to play on the left, like, drift as much to the left as he can while Rodrigo has to do a lot more. So, do you feel if that is the reason and, like, uh, do you feel if he would ever fit into this system for it to work perfectly with him in it. Or do you feel we would have to revert back to a 433 or something of those lines for him to be back to his best? The reason I'm asking this question is because a friend of mine floated a theory of sorts where, you know, Perez ends up selling Rodrigo this summer, ends up getting Mbappe, and I don't know. I don't really want that because I don't want because I personally feel we need a striker more than Mbappe, but that's a discussion for another time.
0: You guys want to jump in on this one?
1: Um, yeah, I can. If you either of you don't have ideas, I, I've actually been thinking one of Rodrigo Fede would be sold next summer for a while. Um, especially because <laughs> Endrick is coming in anyways, and when you see Endrick is coming in. Mbappe or Halan, let's say, is coming in, or some other forward. Vinicius is here. We just signed Arda Güler. Um, you know, even if we get rid of Brahim or Kubo, we're gonna have, probably have one of them. That leaves room to sell someone. And um, Rodrigo is not scoring as much as a striker. He's not creating as much as a midfielder. He's essentially creating more than than an attacking. He's like a very creative attacking midfielder but he's not a winger and he's not a striker so in that archetype of position he is he will never go beyond a 13th or 14th man every 100 so if he's okay with that we can probably keep him but there might be a moment when someone like endrick plays more um we might try out endrick more and you know, right now, Hozulu is better than Rodrigo. That's just something we have to confront very directly. Like, if you want to play a full season at the top level, Hozulu is going to be playing as many minutes as Rodrigo in important games. He might even be more valuable. So from that perspective, I think it's just better to accept that Rodrigo may never be a surefire starter at Real Madrid. And the sooner I've accept- I've accepted that now, he has to earn it, and earning it means like this last stretch. He should have scored five to eight goals, and he scored one since Vinicius left. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rodrigo go, and I'm I wouldn't be the most upset anymore either, honestly. I think five to
0: eight is a bit, bit exaggerated, Sid. I mean, his xG was like what three, I think, for this three point something for the season, but, uh, I guess the thing is like the reality right now is I agree with you on, on some levels, like Rosaloo right now, based on merit should be on the field before him. Uh, not a combination of based on merit. And also because of what he brings as a presence and target in the box for Vinny and, and, and Jude to hit. Uh, I also think the question of like, will Rodrigo be sold next summer is like, we have to think about what, why we're asking this question now. We're like what eight, nine, ten games into the season, including all competitions. We have no idea how Rodrigo will end the season, how he'll do by Christmas time. He may just put all these. May, maybe like all these conversations will become a distant memory because he'll just find the scoring form and he'll get involved and he'll get a, a bunch of confidence and he'll be fine. Um, but also like selling him now like let's assume worst case scenario is the entire season he's not scoring <clears throat> selling him next summer then uh with with this value being that low it's is something that won't be as easy to do but also like i always said that if we sell rodrigo it's going to be more because he'll look around and realize that he is too good to be on the bench and he's like oh well you guys signed Mbappe and you signed this player and that player and like it seems like you guys don't value what I do I'll go somewhere else and start the thing is like if he's playing like this and and his production value on offense is this low he's not going to be able to look around and have that leverage and say okay well I'm going to go start somewhere because he just won't be at that his value won't be high enough for him to demand that kind of thing um the question of is Rodrigo a kind of a victim of the formation change I think is uh, not true because Vinny, Vinicius was missing a bunch of time this season already. So Rodrigo had his chance to play on the left quite a bit. Um, last, t- last night was actually pretty symmetrical with Vinny on the left and Rodrigo on the right. And he just wasn't as involved. But in other games, like it's been Rodrigo on the left. And Jozulu kind of playing down the middle. And he's had plenty of opportunities to get on the ball, to dribble at players, to shoot. So I I don't think I think the formation change is a bit of a cop-out for him. Um I think he's had some bad luck. I think he's also underperformed. It's a combination of those two. I don't want to like be too extreme about it and say he's done and he's finished. And I also don't want to absolve him of blame altogether either. I think probably the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I think it's a little bit too early to have these discussions about will he be sold. That that's the way yeah. I see it.
3: <clears throat> I just think he's. Um, I think he's just been like a bit confused when he's playing. It's not because of the system. I don't think it's just what he used to do last season. What he used to do the season before. He just seems like he's like. He doesn't know anymore what he was doing last season. He just seems confused when he has the ball, whether to do. Like you know, go past the player or just pass it back. It's like he's not making the right decisions, and it wasn't obviously what I was expecting from this season because I was really high on him from from how he was playing towards the end of last season. And yeah, I mean, I think it is too early to have this conversation if he's going to be sold because well, it's like it's like the ninth game, isn't it? I just think for him to make his case, he's going to have to do a lot more, and he's going to have to have a stretch of like ten games where he scores. A lot of goals and just you know because the system is not going to change. Carlo Ancelotti has made that clear. He's not going to change it for Rodrigo. If the team is winning, mm. he will have to like just do well enough because this is. I don't even think the system is necessarily a problem for him. It's just. I I
0: honestly don't think the system is a, is a, is an issue for him. Like I don't like. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people use that as an excuse. To also, like explain Vinicius, like when he was out of form earlier for like a couple games. I don't think the system is an issue. Like, if you look at what's happening, is they're getting the ball in the same zones they got it last year. Like, they're fine in that regard. And I think one thing about Rodrigo is that people are just kind of yelling about the wrong things here. Let's, If we, if we really break it down, what's the fundamental problem? It's that he's not scoring. That's it. Like, he's that, if, he start, if he was scoring, like, if he had scored three, four goals by now, I think people would have been fine with his performance. He's getting the ball into the box better than anyone in La Liga. Like, the numbers back that up. No player in the entire league has been getting into the box with the ball at his feet and breaking lines as well as he did, as he has. The difference is he's just not scoring. And, of course, this discussion is compounded because last night he was terrible. And so now we have that fresh in our minds to pile on top of it too. I think if we just zoom out a bit, we can appreciate the fact that he's actually doing well with the playmaking aspect of it and getting into the right zones what we are critical of him is he's not scoring right now um and he needs we just need more from him offensively like his 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 goals need to shoot up they really do cuz we can't we can't win as many titles as we want possibly any titles if we're not, if we're only getting goals from Bellingham and Vinicius here and there and and here and there we need Rodrigo to score i think that's the fundamental issue is is that it, it's not it's not that he's playing terribly.
3: Sports social podcast network.